Hey, it's Madison, the Black Eagle, and here's a highlight from today's show. Let me welcome uh, Marcus Flowers, candidate for Congress in Georgia's 14th Congressional District. Now, I got to tell you, I usually do not interview uh, candidates that are running for office because I open up the, you know, the the spigot for, especially when it's a midterm, because everybody's up for re-election or running for election. But I got to tell you, I am so freaking sick and tired of Marjorie Taylor Greene. And, and, and I said it this morning, tongue in cheek, I'd vote for Donald Duck before I'd vote for her to be in Congress. Uh, but the individual who's running, and we've had a lot of callers uh, to our show who have said, you gotta, you got to talk to candidate Marcus Flowers, and that's who I have on the line. Now, his background, uh, active duty member, U.S. Army, uh, 20 years with the State Department and the Department of uh, of Defense. Um, thank you so much for coming on, uh, Mr. Taylor, for coming on the, Mr. Flowers, excuse me, I've got Martell on the, on the brain. Um, thank you for coming on the Madison Show. Why did you decide, I know this seems like a softball question, but why did you decide that you were going to run against Marjorie Taylor Greene because running against an incumbent is can be can be difficult. Well, Joe, first and foremost, thank you for having me on your show today. Let me talk to your audience. I appreciate the opportunity. And also let me say that, you know, that line stretches around the corner of people who are tired of Marjorie Taylor Greene's antics, who are tired of being embarrassed here in Georgia. I'm out on the doors every day talking with Democrats, independents, and Republicans, and they are fed up. Let me tell you, they are truly fed up with Marjorie Taylor Greene. They want real representation, and that's why I'm doing this. But why I'm running for Congress in general. Yes, in general. You know, everybody has their own experience with January 6th, what they were thinking and how it made them feel. Well, here's mine. And it really began in earnest for me when George Floyd was murdered at the knee of a police officer in the summer of 2020. Now, my granddaddy was a sheriff. My uncles were police captains. You know, and I knew that wasn't what America was supposed to look like. But I watched over the course of that same summer as a misinformation and disinformation campaign grew louder and louder. And then on January 6th, I watched the symbol for American democracy, the United States Capitol, being attacked. And I watched in horror, just like many other people did, as police officers were being beaten with an American flag and a Confederate battle flag was being paraded through the Capitol Rotunda. Now, that was an attempted coup at the heart of our democracy, Joe. I couldn't stand by. You know, I'd watched over that same summer as Marjorie Taylor Greene and all of her conspiracy theories were being spouted all over the place. I watched her talk about a planning session for January 6th on January 5th. And on the very next day, I resigned my post as a government official, to run for Congress against Marjorie Taylor Greene Mm. because I knew we had to do something. I lost brothers and sisters overseas to misinformation and disinformation. I know what that looks like. 
we were headed down a dark and dangerous path um, after the summer of January 2020, and even before that, the past five years, six years, I've seen troubling, truly troubling misinformation campaigns out there. The white hot rhetoric coming from our politicians, you know, it needs to stop. You know, we need to get back to some decency and decorum, integrity from our politicians. And that's why I'm doing this, Joe. I've served this country for almost 30 years, and I want to continue that service and show people that there's another way to truly get things done and not engage in all of the conspiracy theories, the cultural wars. It's about getting the job done for the American people, for working people. That's why I'm doing this, Joe. If you uh, – getting elected, you get you have to um... – uh, you get an opportunity to, to ask the, the speaker uh, what committees you want to serve on. I, have you given that any thought? I, I know you've got to get through the primaries and everything, but if you get elected to the Congress, what committees would you want to, you, you think you would be best serving on? Well, being a veteran, definitely veterans affairs would be something that's, of paramount importance to me, uh, helping our veterans, our homeless veterans, uh, get through the process with their claims in the VA. I've been through that process. It took me personally a year and a half, which is quick by a lot of standards. I know Vietnam veterans who are still trying to get all of their benefits. You know, I think it's criminal the way we treat our veterans sometimes, those who don the cloth of our nation and just want to be taken care of. They want health care. But that's, that's a huge one for me. Foreign affairs, uh, you know, uh, foreign uh, military service, all those things, they fit right in my wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. So those are the committees that I'd like to sit on. Those are the ones that I would request. Right. Now, I know you're supposed to say ways and means. Right. But yeah. A, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. Everybody wants it ain't going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't yeah. going to happen. Everybody yeah. wants to be on ways and means, but that comes with years of service. Yeah. That um, comes with, yeah. Yeah, and and then the, since you brought up your 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 family's background in law enforcement, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you your opinion of uh, of what had what happened in Grand Rapids, uh, Michigan. You know, Joe. That's uh, again, we've seen this play out time and time again. You know, respect for the badge and my family was always total because of the law enforcement officials that served in my family. But they swore an oath, just like I swore an oath to support and defend the Constitution. They swore an oath to protect and serve. Now, I'm not making any comments about what happened in Grand Rapids. We're going to wait till the other shoe drops on that. But if you violate that oath, you should be held accountable. I truly believe that. Just like Marjorie Taylor Greene has violated or broken her oath to support and defend the Constitution by providing aid and comfort to insurrectionists, in my opinion. I only see this in one way. You violate your oath to the country or to the citizens of your community. You don't deserve to sit in that position. Talk to us about that we don't know about. The, what, how, what is the... 14th district like how is it made up we know georgia has did flip uh and and i someone mentioned that 
your district has has uh, been redrawn, um, and and, and uh, so has it has it been redrawn in a way that uh, that makes uh, voting equal, or does it is it drawn in a way that benefits uh, the incumbent? Uh, your, I mean, just how your your campaign staff sees this, the 14th district. Well, the 14th district is made up of 11 counties in Northwest Georgia. Okay. Uh, it's predominantly white. Um, gerrymandering has made our district bluer, which works out for me. Uh, now the reasons behind that, I think they wanted to hurt other democratic candidates. And also I think they wanted to hurt green a little bit, but they wanted to draw me out of the district because they saw this campaign as a threat. To Marjorie Taylor Greene's incumbency. But here's the thing. Joe, I get out on the doors every day. Okay. I'm out walking all over our district. I'm talking with independents. I'm talking with Republicans. And almost to a person. Again, they're embarrassed by you, Joe. They are embarrassed. They want effective and efficient governance. They want to take care of working people. They want we want more jobs in our district. We want education so our children don't get left behind. These are the things that people talk to me about every day. The opioid epidemic in our community. Homelessness, not only from our veterans, but everyone else. I mean, it's, there's so many issues here, and they know. They know that they've got an absentee voice in Congress right now with Marjorie Taylor Greene. That void needs to be filled. Mm -hmm. It needs to be filled by someone who will work for the people, and that's what I would do. Are you getting uh, support from the Democratic uh, power structure, and and I mean the DNC and and even closer to home with your, your two senators? Well, you know, right now we've been we're in the primary, so a lot of people are keeping their power. Oh, that's right. That's that. That's right. Fully, yeah, yeah, we, yeah. Right. And we fully anticipate that we'll come out of this com- uh, primary and be the campaign that takes on Marjorie Taylor Greene should she make it out of her primary. I think she's in a little bit of trouble. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. When is the when is the, the primary? When is the primary uh, vote, uh, uh, Mr. Flower? Well, early voting begins May second, and election day is May twenty fourth. Okay. So for all the listeners out there in Northwest Georgia and in Georgia in general, get out and vote. It is so important this time. Let me tell you, democracy is what's on the ballot right now. Because if we don't hold the line, if Democrats don't hold the line in twenty twenty two, it is a dry run for an authoritarian takeover in twenty four. No question. And then we get nothing done. Yeah. I know people are feeling apathetic about, oh well, Democrats aren't doing anything right now, and we're not getting things passed. The Democrats are trying to get things passed. You've got an obstructionist Republican Congress right now who are saying no to everything. They're voting against things that just make sense, you know, health care, giving congressional medals, gold medals to police officers that literally saved our democracy on January 6th. Those are the kind of things that Marjorie Taylor Greene's voting against. Child care tax or child tax credit, she voted against that. She's just a no or anything that's going to help the people of Northwest Georgia. And I'll change that. If you get through the uh, primaries. Um, when? <laughs> I, again, you have to, you know, I have to <laughs> kind of balance my myself out here. 
but I, I got to tell you, uh, and, and I say this, we've not met, I don't think, but the reality is that uh, I, I like your platform. Uh, I think I, I think your your background is extremely impressive. Uh, and as I've said, I usually I'm not a journalist, so I don't have to you know I don't have to uh, try to pretend like I yeah I don't have science. But with what I've seen, what I've heard, what people have told me, um, I I I just uh, am impressed, and I say that honestly. Uh, where I wanted to go with this was. If and when you win the primary, if or when you win the primary, are you willing to debate uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene if she wins her primary or any of the candidates on the Republican side? No, I absolutely would, Joe. I absolutely would. And I would do it or I would attempt to do it in good faith. But I don't pull any punches, Joe. As soon as she takes it off the rails, if she decides right. to debate me, I'll take it off of the rails as well. You know, first and foremost, I'm a soldier and I'm a warrior at heart. But it's about fighting for the American people. It's about fighting for working people. She's not doing that. She may be picking fights in Congress, but she's run up against someone now who knows how to deal with bullies. All right. Finally, if folks want to find out more about your campaign, uh, Marcus Flower, please give us the information. Please, everyone, go to our website at www.marcus4georgia. That's all spelled out. Marcus, M-A-R-C-U-S-F-O-R-G-E-O-R-G-I-A.com. All right. Appreciate it. I look forward to uh, having more conversation with you. Appreciate it. Thank you, Joe. It was a pleasure speaking with you, and you have a lovely day. Thank you. You too. You can listen to yours truly, Madison, the Black Eagle, live every Monday through Friday on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app.